remember when I was growing up, my aunt said, your tongue is the strongest muscle. Mm -hmm. It's the largest weapon. Because what you say. You can't take back. You can't unhear. You cannot unhear something that's been said, you know? So what we do is we, you know, we, we rationalize it or we can place it back to the source. You didn't say it. So it does not mean that you deserve it. Hello everyone. And welcome back to authentic conversations. I am Amarelis. And I am Susan. And if you're joining us for the first time, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Today, we are are going to keep going. Continue. (laughs) And continue. continue. (laughs) Guys, um, so we are working on our 14 mindfulness training. And Susan, we are on 8th and 9th. It goes with our meditations on Thursday nights. If this is your first time and you want to join us, hit us up and we'll send you the link. It's Zoom, cameras off, mic off, and Susan always praising us with her wise words. So Susan, what is number eight? Ah, So eighth and ninth. Eighth is true community and connection. And ninth is truthful and loving speech, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of truth in eight and nine, right? And, And it really is understanding your community, you know, surrounding yourself. We talk about it all the time, Amaralis, with your cheerleaders, with the people who resonate with you, who make sense. I mean, it's great. We'll find plenty of people who, you know, rub us the wrong way or show us, you know, kind of where we came from or, you know, what it is that we don't want, what we have aversions to, we'll find those people, those people keep showing up, but the ones that you want to gravitate towards for that rise or that uplift, right, is your community of of like-minded seekers, the community of, you know, people who, um, who, who use their words in, in a loving way, you know, I mean, who speak the truth, but from a place of compassion and caring. Okay. Oh, all right. So let's, let's just get a little read here, right? So let's, let's be real specific first, and then we can move into what it, it sounds like, feels like. Okay. So the eighth mindfulness training, and I'm just grabbing a few of these lines, you know, kind of the, the mic drop lines, no pun intended. Um, so true community and communication. We are aware that the lack of communication always brings separation and suffering. We're committed to training ourselves in the practice of compassionate listening and loving speech. Huh. Compassionate listening and loving speech. Hmm. Knowing that true community is rooted in inclusiveness and in the concrete practice of the harmony or harmonizing of views, thinking and speech, we practice to share our understandings and experiences with members in our community in order to arrive at collective insight, right? So there's your part and there's my part and there's your perspective and there's my perspective. And we share those, but we share those with loving speech and compassionate listening, right? Mm-hmm. And, and when we do that, we find that, that we can meld them, that we can gel them, that we can peacefully coexist with our own beliefs and, and yet take from others things that might make sense to us as well. 
So we can't do that unless we're listening. If we are so steadfast in our beliefs and, and, you know, go back to number one in the 14 mindfulness trainings, if we're not open, then we're not going to get to the point where we can have these um, compassionate listening and loving speech dialogues that create the uplifting or the uprising. And sometimes when we're having these conversations, triggers happen, which we're talking about with anger that we just did, right? Being aware of the moment, just being present. And sometimes that trigger, I think we've talked about this in in parts of the laws, will be something that you're kind of like getting upset about, but it's not really what this person is saying. It's something that's in you, right? So listening compassionately to yourself. Yeah. So be compassionate with yourself when those things show up, right? So if you get mad at yourself because anger shows up, we're just shooting ourselves in the foot, right? So, you know, when anger shows up, be compassionate, speak truthful, loving, kind words to yourself and about yourself to the person where the anger is starting to arise if they're part of your safe group, right? So you can say, wow, I'm feeling this not, not directed at you, but you know, I'm feeling this, this is making me feel right. Not you made me feel, or, you know, your thoughts make me angry, but you know, this is making me feel. And, you know, if you can, if you can just recognize it or be aware of it, um, I was on a, a call earlier and, uh, you know, George earlier in the week, George Mumford says, you know, being aware that you're not mindful in this moment is mindfulness. <laughs> right? So being aware that you're angry in this moment is, you know, true knowledge, awareness, and understanding. So, you know, don't be mad at yourself for getting angry when you're practicing compassionate listening. Just recognize it. Just recognize it. So there's a lot of of nuggets here in this true community and communication, because we know communication is the key to everything, right? And we're going to go back to that in a second. But we're determined to listen deeply without judging or reacting and refrain from offering words that can create discord or cause a break in the community. When difficulties arrive, we remain in our group and practice looking deeply into ourselves to recognize the causes and conditions, including our own habits that have brought about difficulties. It's exactly what we just said. What is it inside of you that is feeling some sort of way? And just tap into that awareness. See, change comes over time change comes over time. It's practice, right? These are all practices. Like you would go practice an instrument or practice a sport. You are practicing compassionate listening. You are practicing loving, kind words. And when you recognize that you're separate from that, that's when it's working. That's when you say, ah, I'm noticing because, you know, we went through the whole first half of our life, not even noticing. So now we're noticing and now we're noticing and we're judging and we're angry and we're upset with ourselves because we're no, 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 no. It's the opposite of that. Surround yourself with a community that understands 
that has grown through their own experiences and is continuing to grow and will hold space for you as you grow. Communication. And every time you look into some um, things when we're talking about here, right, which is our spiritual growth, our finding ourselves, because at the end of the day, again, it goes back to the connection of oneness and our true self and valuing and affirming that we have our, you have your answer yourself about what you need, not anybody out there. The community is just um, an extra piece of saying you're not alone. You know, you, 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 and that can be sometimes where an encounter where you're at the bus stop and you have this conversation and that's it. That's what this message shows to listening is being present. And then it's, also realizing some people will go because you have changed as they say right you're no longer the same person but that's because you've evolved and it's okay if they no longer want to be around what they feel is something different of you yes yes i mean people you know people have choices all the time think about it are you friends with the same people that you sat at your kindergarten table with? No, no. You know, we, we're situational and we cross paths and we have these relationships and they're really mirrors. You know, everyone around us is, is really showing us, you know, aspects of ourselves that we'd like to tap deeper into or aspects of ourselves that we need more awareness about. But like you said right now, like I'm friends with my, my best friend and I have, we've known each other since we're 13. And I guess you will have those that will kind of stay for a long, long time in your path of your life, right? It's almost like your soul sisters, you have this connection or, but for myself, I'm someone who didn't have this community from the family point of view, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you grow up and you see others and you see a mom and a dad and you see a sister and a sibling. Perceive, not see perception of yes you have a perception of someone else's perfect life and you come back and you draw it back and you compare it to your own and it's different than your own and that doesn't make it any less perfect or you know it's right yeah and then you but then i've you know you build this codependencies on these other people that come into your life your friendship relationships um and i've had to learn boundaries we talk about this all the time right because that's been my lesson boundaries of the giver in me wanting to solve problems, wanting to be there for people, but to validate my existence, to validate myself, a little Amarelis who was not being paid attention to. Yes. Yes. Notice me. Yes. And that is, um, you know, been part of my journey. And I love to share this with our audience because if you're feeling this way, you know, you're listening to this and going, hmm, who is my community? You know, I feel like for myself, Susan, you know, my experience has been that I've had to build my community, my sisterhood, my brotherhood. Um, I've had a lot of mentors. I've had you in my life come in. Um, and those are the awareness that I know for sure I have. But in, in it, it came to a point where when I, I found out that I had codependencies on people, I was like, what? Right. Right. It's a huge awareness. It is a huge awareness. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, um, you know, it's, it's really a form of addiction to the constant need for validation. Of course. And I mean, 
you know, it's a running joke in the house. Like, don't bring another friend to the house. <laughs> but, but you're a wonderful spirit. And, and, you know, so the, we call them blessings and curses, right? They're all dual edged swords because, you know, um, there's aspects of everything that contribute to the light. And there's aspects of everything that contribute to the darkness. But I love the fact that the practice that we've been doing and um, in the practice, for instance, this conversation just happened. I think it was maybe no longer than two days ago. Um, and I remember feeling this feeling that was not about this conversation. It kind of got what we call personal, right? Like I'm mm -hmm. taking, I, I, and that's how you might feel it, guys. You might feel like you're taking things personal. You might feel all of a sudden your energy around your heart and your or your stomach, right? And your chakras changing, like you're just like, you know, just like fear. And being aware and going, okay, I'm gonna take a breath. And I said, okay, I know you're joking about my, me not bringing you friends. I get it, you know, um, it's a funny joke, haha. But let's slow down with it because it's kind of now it's hurting me because yes. it is who I am. Yes. Yes. And the awareness, right. And the ability to advocate for what you need in that moment, because it's all about bringing it back to this moment. So it doesn't really matter that it's not related to the dialogue because everything's related anyway. Right. So it doesn't matter that, you know, it was all meant in jest, da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden, you know, you started to have a, a visceral or physical reaction to it. And you're like, wow, you know, this is, goes much deeper you know, but being able to say like, Hey, I, you know, I need a minute for that. We're, you know, we're leaving that line of, of, you know, dialogue right now. Truth of loving speech, you speaking towards what you need. Mm -hmm. Susan, what is it? Gaslighting. Let's oh. keep coming up. So I, I think it's part of, of the community of people that you might surround yourself with. Yeah. So I don't even know that I'm really clear on gaslighting. Like, you know, so the term is, so, so the term is to ignite someone in an emotional response in order to confuse them or, um, make them feel, um, I don't know if it's unvalued or dependent, Right. There's like this, um, it's, it's, it's manipulative. It's using words to manipulate the emotions of others and deliberate, you know, so unintentionally someone brings up your hurt. That's one thing. But if someone is bringing up your hurt in order to, um, gain power or control or access something, and it's part of a manipulation, you know, so, so gaslighting is with intent, but not the intent that we like to talk about, which is, you know, positive, proactive, setting intentions, kindness, caring, and compassion. The intent is for personal pay, uh, uh, personal pleasure, growth, power. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I don't even know that I have an example of gaslighting. You know, it's it's like luring someone in, pretending to be safe, but being totally the opposite of safe. So awareness comes back, right? If you feel this little flag or like. There's that, you know, that little warning system. Warning. Silence and figure out why is this person in my life, right? And observe without the emotional attachment, right? So a lot of times if we feel like we need that relationship, we're going to fall into things or, or patterns that we, you know, might ordinarily be able to see more clearly, you know? So I think it's, you know, it's really just, I call it your knowing, right? It's your nagging, gnawing, knowing. You're like, hmm, I should put the brakes on this. And then you may or you may not, because, you know, the, you know, you may or may not need to go a little deeper, learn a little more, fall a little harder, whatever it is. But, you know, um, uh, you know, I've learned that when my knowing or knowing, you know, says put the brakes on, I have to ask it, you know, is this because I'm afraid or is this because danger lies ahead? Hmm. Is this about me? Or is this about, you know, something outside of me? And having that true community, talk about our true community, right? But, you know, having that, you know, true community, someone might see it a little more clearly than you. And I'm more apt to listen to someone that I know has the, you know, has the, has my back, has the, you know, has the right intention behind it, or even just talk about bettering the collective by listening to all parts. You know, we may not want to hear it, but we may need to survey our friends for truthful, loving speech as compassionate listeners. We may not want to hear it and we may choose not to hear it but you can't really unheard hear something that you've heard. You cannot unhear something that you've heard. You just may not choose to move in that direction right now. It's all fine. Mm-hmm. So we did do number eight, but did we go into number did, nine? Did we hit truthful and loving speech? Track of time. <laughs> yeah. So, so truthful and loving speech really is a, is a springboard from number eight anyway, you know, and it, it talks about committing um, ourselves to learning to speak truthfully, lovingly, and constructively using only words that inspire joy, confidence, and hope and promote reconciliation and peace in ourselves and amongst others. Words are very powerful. Words are very powerful. And when you learn to find your authentic voice and you learn how to speak the truth in such a way that it is um, non-confrontational and non-harming, you know, the world really does become more peaceful. And sometimes those conversations that we have um, don't even need to be had. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we choose, sometimes things just can be let go. But we- How do you let go? How do you (laughs) let go? Um, 
Wait, wait, wait. So let me go. Let me go back. We'll speak okay. and listen in a way that can help ourselves and others transform suffering and see the way out of difficult situations. We are determined not to say untruthful things for the sake of personal interest or to impress others. Not spreading rumors or criticizing or condemning things of which we are not sure. See, fear makes us want to, fear of doing something makes us want to speak against it because it's like talking ourselves out of it. So I often say that, you know, we can do anything we don't talk ourselves out of first. <laughs> we can do anything we don't talk ourselves out of first. So how do you refrain? How do you refrain? You remind yourself it's not your business. It's not your business to speak poorly about someone else or to speak poorly about something else that you don't have firsthand knowledge of. say nothing. Oh my God. What's the adage? Um, it's like, speak when only speak when you can improve upon the silence. So it goes back to, here's the statement. We will only use words that inspire joy, confidence, and hope as well as promote confidence. Are we uprisers? Are we uplifters? Are we placed on this earth to stomp each other down? If we all stomp each other down, which is what's happening some parts of the world every day, but if we're stomping each other down, then how does the collective ever rise to its most genuine, authentic purpose? Mm -hmm. We lift each other up, not out of jealousy or frustration. We could talk about these things forever. I think we do talk about these things a lot. So, you know, I feel like this hits home. It does. It does. I mean, again, it reminds me of the four agreements. I mean, he makes it so simple. And I bring this book up all the time because it's, it just goes right back, you know, and I remember when I was growing up, my aunt said, your tongue is the strongest muscle. Mm -hmm. It's the largest weapon. Because what you say, you can't take back. You can't unhear. You cannot unhear something that's been said, you know? So what we do is we, you know, we, we rationalize it or we can place it back to the source. You didn't say it. So it does not mean that you deserve it. Right. Again, back to if somebody tells you that you're beautiful, whether the fact or somebody doesn't tell you that you're beautiful, tell that to yourself. That's it's right. One thing. What do you want to hear? say it to yourself in front of a mirror and love yourself. And then the rest is just extra, whether it comes or doesn't. Because well, the valid yeah, the validation is nice, you know, so it's nice to be validated. I got a wonderful text message, you know, from a, a friend of mine this morning about the podcast, which was really validating. I was so excited to share it with Amarellis. The timing was perfect. Came in, you know, and here we are. And, um, and it's nice, but we don't need that to continue on. We appreciate that, but we don't need it. And, and I think that's the difference. So, you know, when we talk about true community and connection, like, you know, where, where are you plugging in and how is that feeding or fueling you? And then truthful and loving speech, words are everything. What you say and how you say it is what resonates. You know, I tell my teachers that I work with, like, 
kids don't necessarily remember your content, but they sure do remember how you made them feel. You know, it's, it's a Maya Angelou, you know, not what you say, but how you make you feel. Yeah. Hmm. So, you know, tools that we always talk about, right? Like when you feel that you want to hear something, start with telling it to yourself. Start writing it down, putting it in a post-it note while you're brushing your teeth, you read it. Just reading it over and over. You know, you have to pump yourself up first before you can pump up anybody else up or some or expect someone to lift you up. Um, and that community will slowly start showing up. You will slowly start seeing like, ah, you know, I, again, one of my other things that my aunt used to say was, um, enseñame quien tú eres, you know, enseñame, show me who you're around with, right? mm -hmm. and I'll tell you who you are. Yep. Um, yep. And that is the truth. That is the truth. You know, the five, the five people you spend the most time with, look at them, you know, yeah, look at are them. Are they planning things? Are they being motivated? Are they putting things towards themselves and pushing you and asking you like, Hey, where's that project going? What's going on with it? And then kind of making you feel uncomfortable because you haven't done anything, but that's a reminder that's like, oh, okay, I said it. I'm always very careful what I put out there and say, because I'm going to be responsible to promote it or do something about it. Honest, loving, truthful speech. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. guys. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. pause, you know, so the, the other tool is, you know, pause, take a breath, slow it down kind of, you know, how could you see this situation without being so emotionally attached? You know, what would your best friend be telling you? What would you be telling your best friend if they were in this situation? Those are great tools. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you, Susan, again. Thank you, Amaralis. And uh, guys, as we mentioned before, you if you're watching us on uh, YouTube and you need to hear it differently. We are on our podcast. We have it um, and we also have on Spotify. And if you would like to join our Thursday night meditation at 8.30, just reach out to us and we'll send you the link. Mm -hmm. Again, thank you. Yep. Perfect. Thank you.